This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. It didn't take me long to realize that the best thing about being a dad is that you get your own holiday. Father's Day, in which people are obligated to get you presents. Shopping for the perfect Father's Day gift can be tough, but ManCrates.com makes it really easy. ManCrates builds awesome gifts for guys. They take stuff guys love, like sports, survival gear, even machetes, and packs them into a wooden crate and ships it right to your door. Go to ManCrates.com stew to check out all their crates and give your dad an unforgettable gift this Father's Day. ManCrates.com slash stew. And Stu show today, Fat and Stu. It doesn't say that. Hmm? Oh, it says right there, Pat and Stu. Uh, welcome to it. Uh, Pat, as you can probably tell from this week, is dealing with uh, uh, a couple of health issues. Uh, nothing serious, uh, at least we hope. Um, but it's, as right now, it's uh, yeah, I mean, it definitely has a serious back problem. I think we could talk about that. Uh, but he's been dealing with a couple things this week, so he's kind of been in and out today, and uh, you know, we sent him home. So I don't think he's... I, I, my, my vote would be he just doesn't come in tomorrow. He needs a day to, like... I don't want long to kind of, If you have some kind of plague, stay away. Yeah, exactly. I don't care about your back. Yeah, I don't care about your back. You can Whatever. lay on the, Get in lay on the floor suck it up. the show. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but when you've got a plague, yeah. um, and, and he does, uh, he has double Ebola. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot of Ebola. Has that just been confirmed? Yeah, well, I confirmed it. I looked at Ebola. him. I looked at him, and I was like, you know, dude, you seem to have double Ebola. So, there you go. Uh, but uh, so yeah, he's uh, he's had a rough week. So uh, we wish him well, and hopefully he'll be back uh, uh, Monday. I, I, yeah, maybe tomorrow, but who knows? Triple uh, eight seven twenty seven Beck is our phone number. Uh, I guess uh, the announcement. We never, I mean, he hasn't actually made the announcement yet, although he kind of announced it on his website, alluded to it a little bit. But and he uh, kind of announced it when he talked to us the last. Yeah, time. Kind of, yeah. I mean, we all knew Rick Perry was running for president. Yes. Let's put it that way. Um, and he has confirmed this announcement. And uh, there's some interesting things about his candidacy uh, that you probably didn't know, and we'll get into those in here in just a second, but here is uh, his uh, announcement video uh, from his website. I grew up 16 miles from the closest place that had a post office and a house that didn't have running water. If I can't get down there and connect with a blue-collar worker, then nobody can. I mean, that's where I came from. leadership in Texas, we had 14 years of balanced budgets without ever skipping a debt payment, passed the largest tax cut in state history, and created nearly one-third of all the new jobs in this country. And if I run, I'm going to put my record up against any competitor out there. 2016 will not be an election about lofty rhetoric. It's going to be about a record of leadership. It's going to be a show-me-don't-tell-me election. Where voters will look past what you say to what you've done. So there you go. Paid for by Perry for president. Um, you know, it's a good good start. He goes through briefly a, a quick summary of his 
his record. And again, I, I point this out. are fantastic. There's nobody else who has the record of Rick Perry in this election. <laughs> I, there's other people you might like more, but nobody has as good an economic oh, record as Rick Perry. I mean, I, is there anyone? We, we talked about one person we thought was uh, in that ballpark. Scott Walker, I think, is in that oh, ballpark. Right. Um, but still, there's pretty much nobody else. Now, as a senator like Ted Cruz, you don't necessarily, you can't tie yourself directly to an economic record. I understand that. But, I mean, you know, even uh, as far as, you know, just accomplishments and things like that. And Rick Perry has a good record. Yes, he I does. can tell you, again, as a person with direct, uh, direct experience living in multiple states, um, one of which, uh, well, let's see, two of which uh, very liberal, um, of New York, Connecticut, um, one of which kind of a pur- uh, two purplish states, uh, uh, Pennsylvania and uh, Florida. Florida. And Florida, by the way, uh, while I was there, I think it was still Jeb Bush yeah. was, was governor sure while was. I was there, at least for a sh- short period of time. And then living in Texas, um, I can tell you there is absolutely no question which state is run the best. I mean, Texas is a thousand times better at everything than all of those other states. I mean, you know, other other states have great uh, aspects. They have things that I liked about them. But as far as actually a state running well, construction, proceeding, uh, and and actually moving forward and then ending, uh, you know, things like Texas does do that good. Florida does it pretty good. Yeah, Florida's pretty good. Florida's pretty. I have not. I still love Florida. So I mean, oh yeah, I love Florida. I could live in Florida again. But living in the Northeast, Pennsylvania, New Jersey. Yeah, and I like Pennsylvania, Ooh. too, um, quite a I bit. Too. But it's just like when you – if I had to pick one, I mean – and not to mention you add on the economic record. There's no question – there's not even a comparison, really. I mean, Texas, as he said, created one-third of the amount of jobs of the entire country in one state. <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost like he doesn't need to talk again for the rest of the election, After and he should that. be heavily considered. Well, uh, um, if, you, if you don't mind hearing George W. Bush again. Yeah, that bothers you. Uh, well, and it bothers Pat as well. It and sounds it, a lot same thing like with Ted Cruz. Cruz. That okay. Texas accent. I think Rick is worse than Ted. Well, Ted is is more of the father. He sounds like George H. W. Yeah. Bush. Uh, Rick Perry sounds like George Rick. W. Bush. Although he doesn't. He. Uh, it's funny because he had obviously a launch of his campaign, and he was doing really well. And then he kind of had a real hard fall with the debate Ooh. performance and things like that. And and Pat. you look at him. In a way, because of the debate performance in particular, where he couldn't remember it the was third that thing, one and speech. they call it the "oops" moment. Yeah, as Jeff, Jeffy's always obsessing the about somebody's speech. one speech. But the <laughs> issue is that, like, you assign those uh, um, sort of like characteristics of George Bush stumbling. Yeah. When Rick Perry, he's not necessarily like he doesn't constantly do that, but no, he, he did it under not. the spotlight. No, he does not. And he, I mean, we've talked to him and met him and, and listened to him a thousand times, and he's always. Accurate, right on, to the point. Yeah, he's good. The, the yeah. one time. Yeah, I mean, he really, and, and you know, he, there's a lot of issues of that. that he's, you know, talked about he had uh, pretty serious back issues at the time and it, uh, was undergoing a real tough time as far as that goes. And, and that's not an excuse necessarily, but it, it doesn't matter, honestly. Like, you have to power through that, and I think he realizes that. Uh, so the question is, like, you're, when you have a fall like that, do you make another run? Um, and, and this is, I think, a fascinating uh, study here. Uh, by uh, 538.com, who went through every candidate since 1972. Oh, wow. And tried to find the ones that had big high points and then huge falls. Okay? So you look at those, and there's obviously been a lot of those. Herman Cain comes to mind from 2012. Um, There's been a lot of candidates. Gary Hart from back in the day. You know, you were the front runner, all of a sudden you're out of it. So what they did is they went back and they looked at every single candidate that had uh, uh, the peak of their polling average, 
and then what what percentage of the actual vote they got in the primaries. Okay, um, some of these names are kind of amazing. Uh, John Edwards in 2008 peaked at 13 percent and then fell to two percent of the actual. Vote. Boy, it seemed like it was more than 13 at the time. Boy. Yeah, well, he now he did better in uh, to. Uh, yeah, in 2008, I guess, I can't remember, I guess he was better in, in Iowa than national. So he only got to 13% national, but he, he almost won Iowa in 2008. Right. So that might be why you're remembering that. Um, Wesley Clark, remember 2004, he came in as like kind of the anti-John Kerry. He peaked at 14%, but only got 3% of the vote. Um, Elizabeth Dole uh, talked about running. She got to 12% and then got 0% of the vote, didn't get any votes. Um, Bill Bradley, remember he was running against Al Gore. He was the liberal alternative to Al Gore in the 2000 election. Bradley. He peaked at 33%, uh, but only got 21% of the vote. Al so again, was strong. What's that? He was strong. Yeah, pretty good, right? Um, so that's about 12% uh, fall off. That's what we're looking at here. Um, uh, Edmund Muskie in 1971. Love Edmund uh, Muskie. He peaked at 27%, fell down to 12, a 15 point fall off. Newt Gingrich uh, in 2012. The peak of his polls, he was at 30%. And fell to 14. Um, so he dropped off 16 points. We're still not, we, we've got a lot of candidates to go. These are big ones you might remember, though. Howard Baker went from 17% to 1%. Remember Howard Baker? Baker yeah. Yes. Your, your grandfather probably told you. Uh, he, my grandfather about. hated Howard Baker. Oh, really? Baker. Oh, yeah, that's all I know about him. <laughs> okay. yeah. Uh, John Connolly, same story, your grandfather. Who? Um, 1979, he start, had a 17% poll peak and it went down to 1%, so a 16 point fall off. Uh, then Howard Dean. There's a classic oh, one you yes. remember, right? Howard Dean ruled the world, it seemed like, at one point. Got to 24%, was leading uh, nationally by a large margin, and only got 6% of the actual vote. You, so it fell off by 18 points. You reminded, reminded me the other day that uh, I had it reversed on the speech. Yeah, they did this in the same, the same article, too. Um, because uh, they talk about Howard Dean in the actual article that I'm talking about for 5:30, and they say, "Well, he fell off after that horrible uh, scream speech." The scream speech happened after, after. he lost to John Kerry right. in Iowa. Now that probably tanked the rest of his campaign, but he didn't win. Yeah, it had nothing still, to do with he, the Iowa he loss. He thought he was still in the fight. Yeah, he's, yeah, I think yeah. Then that's why he was saying all those stupid states. Okay, now we're into the. Uh, these are the big leagues of biggest falloffs in primary history. Okay, um, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five, sixth place. Okay, Fred Thompson. Now remember, Fred oh, Thompson wow. in 2008 yeah, uh, peaked really at 21% of the vote wow. and got 1.4% of the vote. So he, got a, he fell off by over 19 points. Wow. Then uh, John Glenn in 1984, um, he, for the Democrats, uh, of course, he was at 26% in the polls and fell and only got 3% of the vote. So he fell off by 23 points. Wow. Right? Uh, 2012. Does it say what happened to some of them? I mean, what caused such a drop? Yeah, I, I, you know, some of them, I, I know the stories. I don't know all, yeah, all don't, of them off the top of my head. Uh, Herman Cain, I do, of course, remember. Herman Cain, 24% he peaked at in 2012. People hated pizza. And, th and then he got 0.1% of the actual vote. So he fell off by 23.8, wow. essentially, or 23.7% of the vote. he didn't go to zero. Yeah, I mean, I guess he got a few votes here and there. Gary Hart is in third place. Uh, Gary Hart, 26.1%. He led the, the, the field. He was the front runner. Yep. And then fell off and got 1.7% of the vote. He actually dropped out of the race and then got back into the race. Um, so he fell off by 24.5%. Second place, Rudy Giuliani. Now, of course, oh. Rudy led the field for like a year. 
He was great in that he miscalculated. Yeah, he, he, so he sure did. 29.1% of the actual vote he, he was supposed to get, wow. and he only got 2.8%. So he fell off by 26.3% of the vote. I hope all of his people are not working in government now. Mm. The ones that advised him of that? Yeah. Just don't worry about those other states. It's, don't it's, worry about I it. remember when he started talking about it, I started thinking, you know what? kind of makes sense, it, right? It seemed it sounded to, like it, it made sounded sense. like it was a yeah, good idea at the time because he like wasn't going to win sense. Iowa anyway. He had no chance. He had a chance to win in New Hampshire, but there were uh, you know you had other you had people like Romney there already. But then had, the state he dumped his money in Florida, he didn't win, right? I mean, so that's what right. Well, him. well, what, yeah, because this is what I was going to say. So you got he was going to go after. Uh, he's not going to go after Iowa. That's not a Giuliani-type state. New Hampshire kind of is, but you had McCain, who had already won New Hampshire, and you had Romney, right? Wasn't Rom- Yeah, Romney was there, was, too. Yeah. So you had a big competition. So you're like, all right, well, why don't I shy away from that one? Then South Carolina, well, that's not really a Giuliani state either. Florida, there you go. you got New Yorkers. Yeah. You know, they're all moving down there. You know, they're going to remember, you know, the 9-11 Didn't stuff. Didn't make We'll win Florida. We'll win Florida. And then if you win Florida, you're in first place because there's way more delegates there than everywhere else. So all you have to do is focus your energy and win Florida. He's got lots of money. He can actually afford the advertising where the, guy, the other guys can't. What he forgot about, I guess, or didn't calculate correctly is the 24-hour news cycle changes the total dynamic of the race every time there's a result. Yep. So you have Iowa, and it flips the result completely. Like, you know, it changes the whole race. Then you have New Hampshire. That changes the race again. You have South Carolina. It changes the race again. There you have three states in a row where Giuliani basically hasn't shown up, and the media just brushed him off. It was over. Um, yeah, he was invisible, yeah. so goodbye, have a nice day. Oh, that's right, he is running in Florida. Yeah. He started with 29.1%, fell to 28 a 26.3% drop-off. That's the second biggest of all time. He sounded good, too. I remember interviewing him uh, at WFLA during this time, mm-hmm. and he was strong. Yeah, I like him. I, I always like Julian. I mean, he, you know, he's m- not, he never was as conservative as I am. Um, and never was as certainly Still, as though. libertarian as I am, but there's things I like about it. He's, yeah. he's good on things that I care about. He's good on national defense. He's good on crime. He had a really interesting, I think, yes, really strong did. tax plan as well. Um, he, there's a lot of things I liked about him. There are some things I didn't, but I, I always just, I just like him too. He's just one of those guys I just yes, kind of like. Um, and of course, especially coming in at that time, you know, it was still on the heels of 9-11 to some degree, and, and he was so great in that period, obviously. But that's the second biggest of all time. The biggest fall off of all time. Rick Perry, oh, who wow. had 27.8% of the vote and finished with 0.3. Wow. A fall off of 27.6%. I'm sorry, he didn't have a speech, he had a debate. He had the debate, the debate moment. So 27.6% fall off, the biggest wow. of all time, at least since 1972, according to 538.com. And what's interesting about this, let me give you these names one more time, okay? See if you notice a pattern. Okay, Rick Perry. Okay, then you've got Rudy Giuliani, Gary Hart, Herman Cain, John Glenn, Fred Thompson, Howard Dean, John Connolly, Howard Baker, Newt Gingrich, Edwin Muskie, Bill Bradley, Elizabeth Dole, Wesley Clark, John Edwards. What do do those things all have in common? None of them ever ever ran again. They never oh, they even never ran, ran again. again. Oh, wow. In fact, they, the uh, point of this Except, article well, is that Rick... Gary got out and got back in, right? Gary Hart. But in the same election. Oh. I'm saying after okay. this result. The point being that uh, Rick Perry is the only one that on this entire list that's ever attempted to run again. After a big fall. When you have that big of a disaster, you just don't jump back in and try it again. Now, you know, look, I think it's a bit unfair to say that this applies to Rick Perry because of the fact that it was sort of a weird... Uh, circumstance. His fall was not Gary Hart, right? His fall was not, um, uh, you know, Rudy Giuliani, where, you know, he really, 
had a disaster and, and planned wrong and it was over. Rick Perry, in, you feel like in his prime to run for president, he has a really, really good record as far as economics and uh, of the state that he comes from. Um, and, you know, he deserves to be seriously considered. You add that onto the fact of basically the only thing that happened was he flubbed debate question. Right. I mean, there were a couple of other things. Right. But He's got to run a better campaign. One of the, no question. But one of the things that those others on the list didn't have that Rick had after he made that the horrible drop was he came back to Texas and still succeeded. Mm -hmm. Texas didn't drop off the map that's after, right. after the debate moment. That's Texas great. was stronger than ever. Yeah, uh, that's a very good point. I so, mean, yeah. I mean, Rudy Giuliani didn't go back to become mayor of New York. That's again. right. Right, no, it's a great point. Um, and and you, you look at that and you say, well, how, what's the path for Rick Perry to overcome these odds, right? To me, there's one thing that almost has to be done, is he has to kick ass in that first debate. Like, let him, okay. he can't make any mistakes early, and he needs to go into that debate and kick ass. He needs to n not just show up and not make a mistake. He needs to do yeah, he needs to well. He needs to show that he's, he's put those demons behind him. Punch above his weight. Yeah, punch <laughs> above his weight. He needs to show that those demons are behind him and that he, he's past that. Let his record stand on its own. But, you know, the reason why people ran from him is not because his record got worse, as you point out. It's not because he became a stupid guy when he was a smart guy. Right. It's because they... Um, the Republican voters felt, holy crap, I don't want that to happen against Barack Obama. Right. You know, and. Oh, my gosh, no kidding. Right. You can't have that moment in front of the whole country, so they didn't want to risk it. That if he comes with, out and. That and, and happened with Mitt Romney twice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, how great. He needs to have that Mitt Romney first debate performance. No question. Where he's like, right. wow, this is the guy on stage that looks the most competent, or at least in the top tier. That'll boost him huge, too, because, boy, Texas has got to be really torn today. Yeah. Uh, Ted Cruz and Rick Perry. Yeah. Both, I mean, both those guys are vying for the same money. Well, the same, yeah. The same and people backing them. Couple yeah, that's of the, huge. A couple man. of those points made in this particular article, um, uh, and we'll go to break here in a second, but th these, are, these are two interesting ones as what you're talking about. One, he has no endorsements. Rick Perry has no endorsements wow. entering the field. When, last time when he ran, he had the second most endorsements. So he's gone from the second most to none. So, again, it's just something for him to improve. And then in Texas, he is currently polling fifth in Texas. In Texas. The guy ran the state well for 12 years, oh, we and he's in fifth place. Um, so, I mean, you know, look, he's got a long uh, uphill battle ahead no of him. endorsements as from whom? Because, I mean, he's got a number of... Uh, a number of military big names. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that, when they talk about endorsements, they mean congressional or gotcha. Senate okay. or something like that. Uh, if I can find the exact. Uh, right. So he's currently. Well, Cornyn's his bud, right? Cornyn's not. Did he, has he endorsed Ted Cruz yet? I doubt it. Oh, no, I don't think so. Uh, Perry is in 10th place in Iowa, 10th uh, place in New Hampshire, 9th place nationally. Uh, he is 5th uh, place in Texas. Um, and, uh, you know. Are we doing the your. your uh, poll tomorrow? Oh, know. yeah. Maybe we got to do that. We have to do that tomorrow. Yeah, by the way, you should go vote in that. Uh, go to glenbeck.com. You'll see the uh, story. It's down a little bit now because it was from a few days ago. Or you can go to my Facebook page. I had posted a link to it there where you can go and, and vote for these guys. Because now we have, I think, 10 officials in the race. Gotta be. Jeb Bush is definitely getting in. Scott Walker, I we think, think is definitely getting in. I think there was a story today in. saying he's getting in finally on the 15th. Yeah, I actually 15th, right? saw that here. Oh, okay. June 15th. Look ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's where you saw it. It was on our prep. It's sitting here in front of us. Uh, June 15th uh, is when he's going to supposedly announce officially. So you're going to get a Jeb. You're going to get Scott Walker. Um, Chris Christie, probable, right? So that gives us a 13. Bobby Jindal, maybe. 
John Kasich, maybe. Donald Trump, I don't think so. But, I mean, you're at 15-16, maybe? Wow. I can't believe that Christie will get in now. Well, I mean, Christie looks at it and says, hey, if Rick Perry's jumping in, so am I. Yeah, but Christie, I mean, again, like, let's say Christie and Jeb Bush are vying for the same voters. In a debate performance, there's no there's no reason to believe that Chris Christie couldn't d- just devour Jeb Bush in one of those debates. He's he's good at that. Yeah, yeah he is. He's he's great at he that. He could have some Chris Christie porn moments, and all of a sudden, yeah. we're, you know, there's going to be a lot of people who go back to his corner. Uh, so it'll be interesting. You know, with 16 that goes people, back to, that goes back to Rick Perry having to come out punching hard too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like you have in the and like the Democrat side, you have a couple of candidates, right? We're you have Hillary. Have, to have debate playoffs. Yeah, I know. I know. You might not have to hold a whole tournament. Um, they might, <laughs> seriously, they're talking about that with uh, with um, the debates. I'm not. We're not going to be able to put everybody in the I debates. I know. We're going to have to have separate debates. You can't win that. No. I but mean, but I mean, think about it this way. You have the normal race, which is kind of like how Hillary's race is. You have a big front runner, maybe a couple challengers, Al Gore, and then Bill Bradley. You know what I mean? You have like, yeah. okay, you got that. That we understand that race, um, and, and and you might want to jump into that race because there's no competition, so you can get to 15 percent. And if something goes wrong, you're there, like Martin O'Malley maybe right. is doing. So okay, you have that approach. Then you have like the the 2008 approach or 2012 for the Republicans, where you have three or four candidates you could see winning. And that's a tough one to jump into because, you know, you have three or four. So if if one of the head guys flops, there's still two other guys ahead of you if you're a secondary candidate. In this race, there's so many people. All you need to do is have a couple good moments, and that could springboard you to the top. I mean, the leader in the polls has 10% of the vote. All you need is if if, 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 uh, Chris Christie walks into this race and destroys Jeb Bush and has an awesome debate. Completely plausible thing to happen. He could easily go from 3% to 12, and all or of a sudden more. he leads the field. Yeah. I, it really, it's a, I mean, this is going to be a wild ride over the next uh, year and a half. Yeah, that's what guys like Santorum and, and I guess Jindal, too, if he jumps in. Yeah. I mean, that's what those guys are, are hoping for that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's kind of fascinating to see as it yeah. happens. All right, we're running really late. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the phone number. Uh, time to talk to you about man crates. Uh, you know, Father's Day is right around the corner. Uh, and you are going to need to get your is, dad something. Is that, is that your Father's Day gift to me? And it is not. Being a father? Uh, it is not. You must have, Father's Day must be awesome for you, though, because you probably get like 3,000 presents from all around the world. Like Bangkok, like 26 presents from Bangkok. Those, I can accept those gifts from those people. Because that, that is, you acknowledge That's then you are related. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but Mancrates uh, is the, the, the company that I, I just love these guys because I do when too. it comes down to getting a present for a guy, you know, what the heck do you get, guys? I don't, you know, I don't know. It's like it's a tough thing to do, and I understand that a lot of people. Yeah, I'll problems. get my own ties. Right, exactly. I, I don't need your ties. <laughs> what I need is a cool man crate. What you do is you pick the pick the category. I mean, and you can go on the website uh, mancrates.com/do and look at all of them. Just pick the category where your dad uh, happens to, uh, you know, like something like golf. If he's like, you know, is he like uh, like in this particular one? This is the whiskey one. Uh, if, he's, if he's a whiskey drinker, you got the cool uh, the ice molds here, the, the circular ice mold drinks uh, or, or nuts that are perfectly designed to go with some some great whiskey. Um, you got some of the, a bunch of different foods in here, of course, uh, and then the uh, personalized. Look at that. Just give them the name, personalized uh, uh, glass for their whiskey. You, you, you two can have a glass for your dad with stew on it. Yeah, well, no, you don't have to put stew on it, Jeffy. You just have to put their name on it. Uh, it has all sorts of stuff that goes along with the theme. And cool, it comes in this really cool package with a crowbar. They have to pry it off. They'll even wrap it in duct tape to make it extra challenging for your dad. It's the best thing you can do 
for uh, for Father's Day. And it's just a cool, different thing. to. They're not going to see it coming, which I like. Mancrates.com slash stew is the address. Go there, check out all their crates, and give your dad an unforgettable gift this Father's Day. Mancrates.com slash stew. This is a national health care alert from the Health Hotline. If you, a family member, or a loved one suffers from knee pain and have Medicare as your primary insurance, we've got great news. You could qualify for a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost to you. Get free delivery and all the paperwork is handled by our accredited suppliers at no charge to you. So if you're on Medicare and have knee pain, don't wait. You may qualify to immediately receive a pain-relieving knee brace at little or no cost. Friendly agents are standing by 24-7 to help you. We also have other pain-relieving braces, too, for your shoulder, ankle, or back. You may be eligible to get these items and more at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Our friendly representatives are standing by now to help you, so please call now. Call 866-295-8411. That's 866-295-8411. Again, 866-295-8411. That's 866-295-8411. You probably sensed this on the radio show. We didn't get to it until very late in the radio show. Because we're scared, to be honest, about this huge announcement for the Democrats that Lincoln Chafee is running. <laughs> Look, we're just intimidated by the guy. Uh, you know, here's a guy who wasn't even a Republican when he was a Republican, then became an independent, uh, left both Senate, uh, the Senate office and uh, the governor office extremely unpopular, and now is running for president as a Democrat. Makes perfect sense. It does make sense. All the sense in the world. Weird way. You'd think that in the Democrat, uh, sort of the Democrat Party, there'd be a little bit of an argument for the guy because of the fact that he, as a Republican, voted against the Iraq War. Now that's his big stand. Hillary, as a Democrat, voted for it. I mean, that's his big stand, right? That is. There is an argument there. You'd think in the party, but people just don't care about the Iraq War vote anymore. That was uh, old news in 2008. Uh, They they already they already hammered Hillary. Fortunately. He knows what America cares about. He does. He has a plan that uh, is going to change the world, to be honest, or at least change our country uh, and make it bring it closer to the world. This is probably the most important proposal that is possible. Uh, you're going to hear this election campaign. Watch. I enjoy challenges, and certainly we have many facing America. Yes, we do. Lincoln. Today, I'm formally entering the race for the Democratic Hello. nomination for president. Thank you. Thank you. If we as leaders show good judgment and make good decisions, we can fix much of what is ailing us. We must deliberately and carefully extricate ourselves from expensive wars. Just think of how better this money could be spent. For instance, our transportation network is deteriorating and becoming dangerous. We should be increasing our investment and priority in public schools and colleges. This is especially important in some of our cities, where there's a gnawing sense of hopelessness, racial injustice, and economic disparity. Let's keep pushing to get health care coverage to more of the uninsured. We can address climate change and extreme weather while protecting American jobs. Still haven't heard I believe that these priorities, education, infrastructure, health care, environmental stewardship, 
and a strong middle class are Americans' priorities. Oh, wow. He didn't even get to it. What? Wow, they I didn't mean, even... I, wow. He didn't say anything that I disagree with there. <laughs> well, the thing, uh, the, the important part, I believe, of the Lincoln Chief announcement is... Uh, need the, to get to that. The metric system. He wants, he wants you to have the metric system. That's, uh, this is, he actually went on to say... That's the only thing... <laughs> It's a big Had we gotten to it, that he would have said that I disagreed with. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's funny. He's he's a hardcore leftist, um, a guy who wasn't really a Republican even back in the day, uh, but uh, he's a hardcore, serious leftist who is running. And uh, you know, he's an internationalist, and he goes on to say, like, my, here's here's where we'd be bold with internationalism. We adopt the metric system. Right now, it's just us, Liberia, and um, Myanmar. Uh, that have the English system. Guess what? We're the smart ones. Okay? <laughs> Screw your stupid metric system. I love you, Canada. I love, uh, of course, the Rogers Center where the Blue Jays play. But uh, 100 meters is not the appropriate thing to have on, your, on the wall of your field. No, okay? it is not. Put they the, should not do that. I, I was reading, too, that like England, for example, uh, the U.K., uh, obviously, the English system, you feel like there's some ties there. It's still about 50-50, even though they're officially the metric system. A lot of people still use the old measures. Um, you know, I, I think it hap- it's a little bit more common than people like to make it out. But you know what? Screw you. I don't need to learn a new, your stupid new system. Okay? I don't, I don't like zero degrees and thinking that's 32 degrees. Screw you. No. Okay? I've See that strong stance? But that, well-reasoned that, stance that's there. That's an American exceptionalism stance. It, it really is. It's like, I, I'm not changing for you. Right. No. <laughs> we will stay where we want to be because we're the bestest. Good night, America. Good night, America. <laughs> that's my presidential speech. <laughs> I want to run for president just to bring the other side, that we should stay away from the metric system. I want Kelvin. Bring me to Kelvin. Kelvin system. I want to go to Kelvin as far as temperature goes, and I want to go to furlongs for distance. Okay? That's what I want. I'll be your next president. There's a guy. That's, that's the sort of leader that you need. Stu Bergier announced for president <laughs> today and didn't mention war, the border, <laughs> the economy. Just furlongs. Really a strange stance from Stu Bergier. Um, uh, the interesting thing is um, we're seeing now is everyone's got their little buddy. Um, oh, yeah. Like, you have um, uh, everyone's like every candidate has their little buddy, which is the millionaire or billionaire in the background funding their super PAC, which is, you know, one of the ways they have money. And by the way, as you probably know, fully support you being able to spend any amount of your money <laughs> on political speech. I believe it is whatever you want. I think it's absolutely unconstitutional to limit that spending. And of course, the Supreme Court agreed, but everyone thinks to say that, oh, well, that's. Uh, uh, you know that's wrong. I think it's wrong even for, uh, um, for to limit it direct gifts to candidates. The bottom line is you should be able to give your money to whoever you want. Now, is it uh, does that make well? Wait a minute. We'll have political favors being done. Yeah, we're not getting none of those right right now. There's no political favors uh, being done. But even if you were, it's it's up to you as a candidate to not fold to everybody who's giving you money, and it's up to you as a voter to figure out who you think is doing that. That's uh, that's the system we live in. You know, the, the, the yeah. idea that, well, I'll just make uh, Bill Gates only be able to give $2,300 to a candidate, and then he's going to give it a, a thousand other ways and give as much money as he wants. And it's the- just stupid. I'd rather have everyone know, okay, it's... It's $20 million to this one candidate. Okay, well, we know where his loyalties are. Let's look at who this guy who gave him all this money is, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what the tie is. I mean, that's the point of finding someone to elect, right, for 
for you. You yeah. find someone that yeah. believes in what you believe, right. wants to do what you want to do, let's get him in office. Right. So if you're Sheldon Adelson and you believe, you know, Israel is the most important issue and our foreign policy is the most important issue, why shouldn't you be able to give a lot of money to that? Isn't that what we, right. like, why else do you earn it? The, the, a lot of times people, I mean, sure, yeah, you can go buy yachts and you can buy nice stuff and go gamble in Vegas. But the bottom line is you earn that because a lot of times you want to change the world and change the world for your right. family. I mean, it's, it's, it's an honorable way of spending your money. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't think there's any I think it's completely unconstitutional. And the, and the idea that uh, you, you might say, well, well, it will be better, though, if if money didn't rule politics. I, I mean, I guess that's true. We've been over the fact that Microsoft spends a lot more money on advertising the surface than the entire presidential race combined. But that being said, and I understand all that. You might think that it's nice to say, okay, well, money shouldn't be involved. But you know what? If you want that, change the freaking Constitution. Get rid of the First Amendment, or at least alter it to a point where that, that can be allowed. If you can't... And, and listen, th look, there are plenty of other countries on, on the planet mm -hmm. that you could move to. Yeah, find one. <laughs> All right, I'm with you. That's correct. Um, so uh, they're saying now that uh, Jeb Bush, though, has hit, hit some tough times because, I don't know, he's oh. not really catching fire, I would say. And the people, the person they think that they're going to turn to when Jeb Bush goes away is Marco Rubio. Rubio to me, and I like Marco, I think, overall, and we're still hoping to get him on. Um, we're slowly progressing that along. Um, but what I don't, um, he's, he feels too hawkish for me. He seems, you know, he, I think most of his positions are positions like I, if he was running in 2004, like I would have been all, you know, really, really excited about this guy. I've moved a little bit to that, a little more libertarian world. And he's not there with me when no, it comes to foreign Marco's policy. There. No, no, he is not. Yeah, you notice that too. Oh, I, I don't think he is at all. Yeah. It's just so I, I don't, you know, I I'm not saying I necessarily want Rand Paul. I definitely don't want Ron Paul, but I don't really want Marco Rubio for that. And I, I know he thinks for himself, but he did a lot of hanging out with the real hawks in D.C. Mm -hmm. His first few months there. And they put some stuff inside of him that I don't think he can get rid of. Yeah, and he's espousing it proudly. I mean, he's, yeah. he, you know, he's the guy that came out and said we shouldn't trade with Cuba. He's the guy that comes out and says, you know, we need to be tougher on Russia. We need to be tougher. And, like, all that stuff, I, like, in my gut, I feel like, yeah, you know, yeah. But, like, I, I've come to the point where I really don't want to be the guy, you know. And the whole policing the world argument is it makes some sense to me these days. And I'd rather not be the one. Like, I, I don't necessarily want the guy who's out there cheerleading for the most action against ISIS possible. You know, I mean, I, I understand that you have to do some things, but I don't necessarily, I don't want to put ground troops in there. I don't really want to do that stuff. They call me a wuss. But that's kind of where I am right now. And, and Marco's, he's... Rick Perry does, too. Yeah, Rick Perry's very much in there. I mean, I, you look at that field as far as hawkishness. Really, the only one who's not going that way is um, uh, Rand Paul. There's some in the middle. Yeah, um, I was going to say, I don't think Ted Cruz ever said boots on the ground. No, 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 no. I, don't, I don't, honestly don't think Marco Rubio said that either. But he's just, the, the rhetoric is, is much more aggressive. Um, and, uh, you know, so I don't know. I, I think I'd rather have somebody who's maybe not all the way to Rand Paul, but closer to him than maybe George Bush. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I'm yes. leaning that way a little bit. And I, I think Marco Rubio is more of that old school I believe that, George yes. Bush sort of approach. I don't know that he's I a good guy. I like Mark. I like Mark R too. Uh, he's he's, I think he's the best candidate in the field. Like, and I don't mean that. It, like, I mean that as far as like, 
who can win? Who, who's, the, who's the guy that's going to go out there? Who has the best chance of beating Hillary Clinton? Like, if I had to put one name there, I would say it's Marco Rubio. The guy is a, a good quality speaker, except for the water, you know, to bring the water drinking. I've... You were going to. Why would uh, I He's a good speaker. Speech? He's a good de- debater. He's good on TV. He's young. He's yeah. got, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, Cuba, he's Cuban-American. He's got, family, he's got a great, great family, a great story. I mean, he, to me, yeah. is the best candidate. But, I mean, that, that's not what I, you know, that's not necessarily what I'm voting for. I mean, I want the person with the best policies who I think is going to be the best president. And I don't know that I agree with Marco as much as I agree with some of these other guys. He's in the middle for me. He's not Jeb Bush. He's not, to me, uh, Lindsey Graham. He's nowhere like oh that. Oh, my gosh. He's, but he's not, to me, Ted Cruz either. He's, he's, he's a middle guy. He's, to me, he feels like the most establishment guy I can handle. Like, he's the most establishment guy. Why is Lindsey Graham getting in this stupid race? I don't, I don't understand. Because Lindsey Graham cares about one thing. Lindsey Graham. That's why. That's why. I mean, okay. I, I think it's. I mean, I, well, I'll well, take that. I just. There was a great article uh, that was. I can't remember who, where it was from. But it was the, t- the headline of it was something to the effect of, uh, maybe Lindsey Graham's already won. And the idea was Lindsey Graham's just getting in the race to make this a more national security um, okay. election. He doesn't actually think he's going to win. Um, and when he started considering running, it was the time when we were all kind of feeling more Rand Paulish. We were in that like, okay, he just you know. Uh, filibustered the drone thing and, right. and and stuff like that. So, but we've moved because of ISIS have moved significantly back that way towards Marco Rubio or Jeb Bush yeah, or Lindsey Graham. And, and I think you know maybe he, there's really not really no purpose for him to be in this election. There's plenty of representation of that viewpoint mm-hmm. uh, in the in the race. All right, triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. I'm going to talk to you about my Patriot Supply. Uh, they got a seventy two hour kit, only ten bucks. Uh, now, that's not the only thing we have. This is usually the thing that we talk about here um, because it's just a great, easy way to get you uh, kind of thinking about preparation, and it's an easy first step in that direction. But, you know, look, you're, they have everything. They have everything you could possibly want at My Patriot Supply to get your home and family prepared for any eventuality. Um, they do a really good job with this, and they make it easy. I always said, uh, back in the day, Pat and Glenn would talk about, oh, preparation, got to have years worth of food, got to have all this stuff, got to make sure you have lots of fresh water. Whatever. And I would just be like, all right, I'm not, I'm not stocking barrels in my apartment closet uh, so I'm prepared. <laughs> and that's not happening. <laughs> that's what I like about My Patriot Supply from my perspective is, like, they make it easy. Ten bucks, uh, it includes shipping. They send you the 72-hour kit. It's a bunch of easy-handle bags. It is, and it's nice to have. And it's nice I really to have. It's really it's reassuring. Um, sadly, it's reassuring when that comes. You go, okay. Yeah, I got it. Hey, 72 you, hours. Okay. You know you have something. And yeah. they, they, they say, My Patriot Supply, it's not just food, it's freedom. Um, and what does that mean? It's, it, and Pat always says, well, it's not, it's, you know, freedom is one way of saying it, but another way is peace of mind. Yeah. You know, you don't, you don't have to worry about it. If something goes wrong, you have a backup plan. And my Patriot Supply can take care of that really easily for you. 800-274-3040 is the only way to get this deal. 800-274-3040, a $10, 72-hour kit from my Patriot Supply. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is our phone number. If you go to uh, my Facebook page, easy way to get there is stewfacebook.com. I'll redirect you right to the page. Uh, you'll see the link to the uh, poll. And I'd love for you to take it. Um, you can sit up on glenbeck.com as well. 
uh, and you can uh, take the poll, rate your candidates A through F, and we'll have the results on tomorrow's radio show, I guess. Yeah. Um, I remember, I, I got to go, I got to look at that. Uh, bef you know, I have to compile all that stuff. Take some time to go through, and there's so many candidates, and like you have to kind of like look at the trends and notice things. So I actually have to do some work, is what I'm saying before tomorrow. Well, that's kind of disappointing. I don't want to do that. I don't like I don't like work. I'm not a fan of it. Um, just, just have to Tasha do it. Oh yeah, good. I'll have to Tasha do it. Um, so please uh, go there and fill that out. Uh, we already have tens of thousands of. Uh, we, every single month we've had. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to this one. Actually, I want to see where we're at. Yeah, it'll be interesting because now we, we we kind of had a lot of silly people on there. From the beginning, you know, there's a lot of people like, you know, uh, George Pataki on <laughs> yeah, like the list. Like, he's going to run, right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, he was one of those we, we had on the list and didn't think he would run, and, that, and he did. But, you know, we had, like, Mitt Romney on there for a long time, even though he said he's not going to run. Newt Gingrich, he's not going to run, but we had him on there. And I get the sense, Alan West is another guy who we'd love for him to run, but he's not running. So we took a lot of those names off this time and looked at people who are actually in the race, are probably going to get in the race, or are Donald Trump. Because since he c continues to make his, every year he does this, right? Um, and he's not going to get in, but you know, we're keeping him on the list for now. So anyway, uh, go there and vote, uh, stewfacebook.com. Uh, Ray Kurzweil uh, is the futurist. Uh, he works for Google now. Uh, Glenn simultaneously loves and hates him. I know. Uh, he is saying uh, that um, by 2030, humans will be hybrids. Kind of cool. I guess. What does this mean? I mean, we're going to be able to connect uh, directly to the cloud in, through our brains. Uh, kind of bizarre. Uh, it feels a little Terminator-ish. A little, uh, you know, it's, it's a little, uh, I don't know, minority report-ish. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, you know. As hybrids, yes. Um, you know, where he talks about we'll be able to fully back up our brains. No question. But there's a story that came out last week... Uh, that talks about a guy, this professor in Jerusalem, talking about in within 200 years, cyborgs, really? godlike cyborgs, humans will become. Yeah, and so I mean we're well on our way for that, Bizarre. right? I mean, can you imagine? I mean, <laughs> you know, can you imagine if Jeffy's yes. brain was backed up? <laughs> can you imagine what if someone were to hack into the backup? of Jeffy's brain and pull out some nuggets that said, hey, you know, uh, you know what Jeffy was thinking about uh, when you were talking to him last week about your parking spot. Uh, here, here it was. <laughs> I mean, that is, that's Dangerville. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> probably, um, you know, there are probably larger questions about that, but I mean, that just sounds, I mean, no one wants their thoughts uh, to be monitored. Um, you know, they're already trying to do that. And, and it's essentially what social networks are doing, right? I mean, they're putting uh, yeah. time, oh, li time location on what you're thinking, where you're thinking. But you at least have to give that information up. Yes, and plus, I mean, how many times? I, I and you do kind of like it. I mean, if you go use Facebook or Twitter or any of the search engines, you know, the things that you search for, then, you know, the ads that come up are the ads of stuff that are in yeah, that same exactly. vein. And so, I mean, I don't want to see stuff about... I don't know. I don't but again, it's, it's a tough argument because that does probably improve your experience sure at some does. level. But you know, you kind of don't want it. Um, probably the most obscure um, uh, reference I'll ever make is this show called I think it's called These These Damn Eyes. I think I've talked about it before. <laughs> but it's it was this really bizarre. MTV used to run some weird 
Liquid Television, I think it was called, and it was like this weird compilation of really strange cartoons and skits and things. It was a very odd show, and I remember watching it back in the day, and they had this one guy. It was called, I think, These Damn Eyes or My Damn Eyes, and all it was is he had some disease where wherever he was looking, there was a dotted line so everyone else I could see where he, was. where he was looking, and just, <laughs> just that... <laughs> Is something so horrific that if it happened to you, your whole life would be over immediately. Because are you surely looking at things you shouldn't be looking at too often? I boy, do I disagree with that. Oh, can you imagine Jeffy's dotted lines? That would be that would be really disturbing. Um, <laughs> uh, also, they're saying uh, the self-driving cars thing. I think there's a thing on Drudge today about how. Uh, he uh, has another thing up there about how another accident, another accident in yeah. one of the Google cars. Um, but they're saying uh, that, and this is an interesting thing, that you will likely get car sick, essentially, because you're not driving. Oh, wow. Now, I don't know. It's weird because I'm a passenger in a car all the time and I don't get car sick. Sometimes I do in the, in the back? back seat, though. Yeah, I was going to um, say in the back seat. Like when we fly into New York or something, we'll take an Uber from the airport. And a lot of times it's a little creepy, but I'm like, hey, do you mind if I sit in the front seat with you? <laughs> and it's a little weird because, I mean, I, normally they're like, yeah, sure. I mean, but it's strange because you're sitting up there. Now, now you have to have the conversation. You can't just sit back in the back of the car and just be like, and try to ignore them. You have to actually have a conversation. But, like, I, if I sit in the back for 40 minutes of stop-and-go traffic, like, by the time I get there, I'm not going to be feeling good. Like, that is, it's not going to be. Well, obviously it's okay for short periods of time since you stuck me in the front of the cabs when we were in New York City. Because oh. when we were in New York City, we would you know come out of the train station and take a cab. The cab drivers loved loved me too because I'd wave them down, and then four people would get in the. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, Jeffy uh, can talk to anybody and will and always does talk to anybody. He's the perfect guy for the front seat of a cab. I love those Because you just run your mouth I do, constantly. I do love talking to the cab. You, you do. <laughs> All right, we got to take it. We're running so late today. 888 back is the phone number. It's Fat and Stew. I don't think you said that right. Anyway. The show, though. Stu is my name. I think I'm going to say it. No, it's the first part? Yeah. Fat, right? I don't know. It's, it's half. Right, as I said. Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven Beck is the number. Honestly, I think we could spend the entire show on this next uh, couple of minutes, but we don't have a lot of time here. This is the uh, this is a poll from uh, who is it from? I missed the. Uh, let's see, is it Gallup? Gallup. Gallup. They do this, and they've done this for a long time. And they're just asking, do you do you like this? Uh, you approve of this activity, or you do not approve of this activity? Uh, as far as morals go, let's go through some of these. These are amazing, and look at the direction they're all moving. Gay or lesbian relations in two in two thousand one, it was only forty percent, and that does not wow. mean marriage. That's just should you know relationship. yeah relationship. Twenty three point move from forty to sixty three percent. Having a baby outside of marriage, a sixteen point move from forty five to sixty one. Sex between unmarried man and woman, uh, up fifteen points to sixty eight. Divorce, up 12 points as far as acceptance goes, to 71%. I mean, we're doing bits on television about how many times people have been divorced, right? I mean, yeah, Kimmel's yeah. doing a, a bit asking people how many times they've been divorced on the street. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is the slippery, we, people make the slippery slope argument a lot from conservative w- circles, but I mean, uh, it's true. 
Uh, medical research uh, using stem cells from human embryos has gone up 12 points, which is really oh, bizarre yeah. because the medical uh, science has proved that you don't need it. I mean, uh, you know, they've done unbelievable work without the human embryos uh, as far as stem cells. It's not really necessary anymore, but, you know, it's still going that way. Polygamy, marrying uh, more than one uh, spouse at one time, up nine points, more than doubled the level of support. Well, and again, that's, that's the argument. People talk about gay marriage, they talk, and they'll say, well... You know, what about, why are you, why are you comparing gay marriage to polygamy? Uh, well, y you're not comparing it as much as, like, they're going to move the same direction, right? If you're, you know, right. it just, it makes, it makes sense. People are being more accepting of behavior that's unfamiliar or sometimes uncomfortable to them. And I don't know what the argument is outside of that. Obviously, there is abuse at times in pol uh, polygamy uh, and, and those sort of um, relationships, but that's a different issue. Do you agree with it in general? I don't see, I don't see how someone who believes in gay marriage uh, or... Can disagree with uh, You know, um, some of these things. Go, why would you disagree with this? I mean, I can understand you saying you don't like it. I can understand you saying I don't appreciate it. I wouldn't do it. But it's someone else uh, expressing their love in a way that's different than you. If you're on board with gay marriage, or that's the same argument you've been making for gay marriage. It sure or is. Uh, with Caitlyn Jenner now, I mean, it's, just, it's that same thing. Well, I don't necessarily understand the transgender thing, but it's their issue, and they get to do what they want. Uh, I don't know how you're not on board. Why is that number 16% or 15%? It should be, you know, whatever the gay yeah, marriage number is, really. Sure I mean, be. I I don't know why. They've it's made, not, it's, and that's, they uh, have made it seem so bad. Right. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's like they say it's an insult to compare it. But then you're doing the same judgment that you that you accuse conservatives of back in the day on gay marriage. It's the same judgment. You're judging their relationship, even though you're not part of it. Well, let's get back to more of this because it's just too good. Triple eight seven twenty seven. Back is the number. Back with more. Seven twenty-seven. Beck is the phone number. We were talking about this poll uh, that was Gallup takes, and they take every every year that shows the trends of what people find acceptable morally. Um, obviously, we have someone on the show uh, sitting here today that finds everything uh, morally acceptable. Every activity that could possibly be done is acceptable and encouraged. I don't encourage everything, but I mean, if you want to do it, okay. You, what name was something you don't encourage? You can't. Thank you. Um, here is the uh, <laughs> list we were talking about. We'll go through these again in case you're just joining us. Um, starting off at the top with gay or lesbian relations. Now, again, this does not mean gay marriage. This means can, should gay, do you approve of gay couples walking down the street, essentially? Uh, a 23-point change uh, to uh, the approval of that. That's huge. Um, and they are accept, or do you accept relationships between gay or lesbian couples? 63% say yes. That's up 23 points in just 14 years. Having a baby outside of marriage is up 16 points to 61% in 14 years. Sex between an unmarried man and woman. Uh, so sex before marriage, is that okay? Uh, people are saying now 68% of people are saying yes, that's okay. That's up 15 points since the turn of the century. Divorce approved by 12% more of the population, all the way up to 71% since 2001. 
uh, medical research using stem cells obtained from human embryos. Against the science is going kind of the other way on this one, but still, 64 percent of people. That's still pretty strong. I, I, I think people are still believing that they those stem cells are worth a lot more than what they're portraying right now. Yeah, I mean, you know, and this is something that kind of happened. George Bush was said, this is a lo older discussion, but Bush was accused of hating science because he decided to say, look, we're not going to go federally fund any more new lines right. of embryonic stem cells because of the, the moral questions about it. Of course, you know, he didn't ban it. It was said, it was always called a stem cell ban. He just said no federal money should go to it. By the way, <gasps> no federal money should go to any of it. It, should, it shouldn't be their job anyway. But instead, you know, so he cut off some Except funding for, for some advertising for the embryos. Yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, we need to, we need no. to let people know it's out there. <laughs> you know how I feel about that one. Uh, so, but what happened was his decision was ultimately vindicated because they it forced scientists some scientists to start working on stem cell lines that did not involve embryonic stem cells and they oh. were able to do all the things that they wanted to do with with embryonic stem stem cells without them without having to deal with those questions of do you create life to destroy life um so it was really uh, kind of an amazing turnaround uh you know and, and you never know what can happen down the, the line with with these things no but you don't still 64 percent of people uh, support uh, general research into that policy, which, now, by the way, uh, was never banned. Uh, it was just federal funding for that, which is something completely different. But as as the media goes, the only way anything can happen is if the federal government gives money to it. It can't happen it. in the private industry. It's the only option is either federal funding or nothing. So anyway, back to this. Well, that, I mean, that's the the uh, Elon Musk, right? I mean, it, it's helpful, but it's not necessary. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, you're probably right. And then what took up most of the break was the polygamy talk. Yep. Because when a married person has more than one spouse at the same time, it went up 9%. Yeah. Wow. Now, it's only 16%, but that's a pretty significant amount. You're it's now serious. above... Like, you can get to about 10% in this country on anything. Uh, did, you know, did we not go to the moon? You know, uh, did... Uh, is Paul McCartney dead? You know, or is it Paul McCartney? One of the yeah. Beatles. You know, that, that, those old conspiracy theories. You can get 10% of the country to believe basically anything. You get to 16%, it's starting to show a little bit of momentum. Um, and again, I don't, I don't you know, it's, it was a, a tough conversation to have with 30 seconds left before we went to commercial. But it's not, every time, the way the, the, the conversation currently goes is someone says, well, if you're going to allow gay marriage or name the controversial social issue, then you're going to have to allow polygamy. And the person who is backing gay marriage says, how, how dare you compare right. gay marriage to polygamy? We're now, not talking about that. Yeah, we're not talking about that. And look, I, I, I'd like to turn that around on those people and say, look, why do you feel that polygamy is so bad? What's your reasoning for that? What, like, what's your reasoning? Take away the idea that it's been, there's a social stigma to it. There's a social stigma to a lot of things on this list. There's a social stigma to do all of them at one point. Why, why do you feel that that's bad? And they will, uh, uh, as always, fall back on something like, well, some of these families, uh, there's abuse. Well, I got news for you. Some of every type of family, there's abuse. There's abuse in heterosexual couples. There's abuse in gay couples. Yeah. There's abuse in every kind of couple at some level. You don't ban the style of couple because there's some abuse in some of the situations. And again, I always point this out. If you did the same thing, like let's say uh, uh, you have nine models you're living with and you're having sex with all of them and they're all helping around the house with the chores 
and you're one guy, you are not called someone who's breaking the law if you haven't married them. If you've married them, you're breaking the law. But if instead you do all the same things you would do in marriage without saying you're married, it's, you, okay. it's absolutely okay. In fact, it's like the ultimate lifestyle for a lot of people. Uh, you're basically like nine an athlete is, nine or a celebrity. Nine is starting to get out of hand. <laughs> you know, nine is a little nine too is much. Nine is starting to get okay. out of hand. It's a little too much. is a little crowded. <laughs> yeah, it is I mean. probably. Well, not if you're an athlete and you got like 12,000 square feet. You can spread it out hey, pretty, pretty easily. Though, still. Point being that like the behavior itself has always been kind of, you know, certainly recently. I mean, you, you look at, a, you know, a rap video or a, a rock oh, video. Uh, look at the lifestyle rock uh, singers live on tour. Look at, you know, the how we picture Applauded. Leonardo DiCaprio. Caprio's life, right? Isn't that polygamy? Except the fact that he just switches them out often. Um, So what are we... We're encouraging less uh, dedication to the women he's sleeping with? Again, I don't know why I picked... Sorry, Leo. I'm sure you're watching. I don't know why I picked you. I'm just trying to think of, like, the celebrity (laughs) who hooks up with all the hot chicks. Leo watches. Uh, Right. I'm sure he does. Yeah, Leo's out there. Loves this network. Uh, Point being, though, it's, it's not... Like, people say, you, okay, you have a good thing. I, as a gay marriage supporter, I believe that gay marriage is a good thing and polygamy is a bad thing. How dare you compare those two? The question is not why are you comparing them. It's why do you think polygamy is a bad thing? Because marriage you, is between two people. Why? It's like that, that's what's so crazy about it. It's like it's, we had this thing that was a man and a woman for a long time. And, I, and look, a lot of people now, the vast majority of people, uh, think that that was an incorrect uh, thing for us to do. We now believe that it should be, again, I'm saying as national polls right. go, we now believe it should be allowed. It should be a man and a man or a woman and a woman. So we've changed the dynamic of that marriage. Why? Yes, we because we, be, even though we might be uncomfortable with the relationships or we not, might not understand that relationship as America, we're saying wait a minute, it's not for us to choose. It's for them to choose. Because I don't understand their love is no reason to restrict their relationship. That's the argument we made for gay marriage. How can you not apply that to this, to polygamy? To say, well, look, really, you know, you can't. right. Like, you, you just can't. say, look, I'm not a, it's not a hateful way. It's not meant to slam a gay marriage. It's just like, if we're as a country going to say, you get to choose your style of relationship, assuming it's between consenting adults, which is what the argument is for gay marriage, right. That's totally fine, but you have to be consistent and say, look, this is also on the table. And the one I like to bring up more than polygamy is best friends. You grow up with someone, you're best friends with them your whole life. You have a longer relationship with that person, likely, than you do with uh, the woman you marry. You're dedicated to them. You know how they react. You love being with them. Now, you might not wind up having sex with them. Probably not. But that's just one element of relationship. There's plenty of sexless marriages. Uh, you're not going to have children. There's a lot of relationships who don't produce children. If you're talking, and since you grew up together, you know each other. I mean, you can go, you know, moments in time without seeing another and come back. Yeah, and be fine. absolutely. You have uh, you have an unbelievable yes. um, uh, connection with that person. You know them better than ever, and you do love them. Absolutely. It's, a, it's a slightly different type of love, but again, are we judging that? We sure are. The bottom line is, why can't you get every benefit that you get with normal marriage if you decide to marry your best friend? You live with them, you might, I mean, you might say, well, well you're, everyone's gonna, you're gonna want to go out and have sex and hook up with other people. Well, there's plenty of open marriages where that's allowed we anyway. Sure are. In fact, why not, look, why judge it? You know what I mean? If you're not going to judge it in this case, then open it up to two people essentially having contracts between each other and maybe multiple people having contracts with each other. Uh, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know okay. what the argument is against it. It's, it's, this, it's, just, it's just traditional thinking. We don't think of that as a good thing, and we now think 
as a, as the country, we're saying, okay, gay marriage is acceptable, so that's now a good thing. But polygamy is still not still acceptable because it's still not popular bad. and we don't like it. But it's a ridiculous argument. If that's going to win for gay marriage, it should also win for these other types of relationships, like bestie friends, BFFs. Why not? There's not it's, is that less of a love? The person that no. you grew up with and know your entire life, that's a deep love. It's different, but you absolutely love that person. I'm hearing in for I'm everything, in. though. I'm trying to convince other people, the people who actually ah. have discernment. You're, you're in for every. You agree with everything, you know. And any any sort of new uh, thing, you're gonna you're gonna you've probably done most of them. Well, you, you can't know about it unless you do. <laughs> Sorry, I know I'm ranting on this for too long. So can we bring the poll back up and then we can finish? Yeah, this? we, we finish. never There's got some to the other stuff on there. Because n- literally none of these have moved the way that your typical social conservative would support. Right. Zero of them. And it's kind of the, the, the long wind down of this. Let's go back to the poll here. Uh, and uh, show you the uh, results, um, which is, uh, okay, so now we're on to, uh, let's see. Humans. Cloning humans. from 7 to 15% and 8% More move. than double, wow. Doctor-assisted suicide has risen by 7%, the acceptance of that. S- just suicide. Who accepts suicide? Uh, I guess. That's okay. I mean, doctor-assisted suicide, okay. You've got a cancer-stricken patient who's going through the worst thing and in the life. And that's why it's gone up. Okay, because you That's under- why it's gone up, because some, of, some people in the medical field feel like well well i but we i could let him hang on but but i understand so. the medical assisted suicide argument what is the argument for regular good old suicide is there an argument for that Something yeah you know what it's okay if you want to just jump off a bridge because you're having a rough week go for it that's a, the doctor assisted thing has to do with terminal illness you know you're not coming back from that hmm. well, that's interesting um gambling has risen from 63 to 67 percent and should be 97 <laughs> percent abortion from 42 to 45 now that one i will say well, there is definitely conflicting uh, polling on uh that the, the abortion uh, one is yeah. so split i've seen a hundred polls that show the opposite movement in that one so i'll sort of exclude that one a little bit here because I've seen other polls that have moved the other direction, but cloning animals from 31 to 34% acceptable. Buying fur, 60 to 61. I would say that's the only one you could argue if you're going to take the standard dynamic of conservative liberal position, you'd probably say the conservative is in support of fur, and that has moved one point in the favor of that <laughs> argument. Uh, married when men and women having an affair, that's now per- uh, acceptable to 8% of the population increasing by one the death penalty from 63 to 60 so here's one where that's the conservative position that's gone the opposite way minus three and then medical testing on animals another one you'd say okay well uh the conservative thing might be to support medical testing again i'm broad generalizations here that's fallen by nine percent by the way as a vegetarian i support medical testing on animals now i don't support uh testing on animals like hey let's spray poisons in their eyes for hairspray like okay there's some limits to it but if you're gonna if you can create a new medicine to see you know it's going to help people i do think it's okay actually for medical so as a vegetarian i'm a vegetarian and i support that Um, again there's limits to it certainly but okay so if i create an aerosol product Mm -hmm. how do i know that it's going to hurt your eyes unless i spray it in somebody's eyes or some things eyes you don't need to know if it's going to hurt your eyes i would assume most aerosol products hurt eyes but i have to say it on the can i just go out and assume it do you (laughs) that's what i do if it doesn't say it on the can i'm spraying it in my eyes put it on the can if they try it and it doesn't hurt wow what a wonderful discovery (laughs) all right triple eight seven twenty seven beck is the phone number uh we're going to be back with uh, a little bit more here in a second first we're going to talk to you about the perfect father's day gift it's man crates 
Uh, your dad, he's going to want a cool present. He doesn't want your ugly tie. Okay, what he wants is something cool like this. This is the, oh, this is the barbecue one, right? Oh, nice. You want your saucepan again? Oh, heavy. That's heavy iron. That is really nice. Um, they pack a themed sort of man crate. comes in this cool crate. you got to pry it open with a crowbar. They include the crowbar for you. They'll even wrap it in duct tape if you want to make it extra annoying for your dad to open. Uh, and then they load it with great stuff. This is the Grill Master Kit. Got great sauces, great rubs for uh, for the meat. You've got the uh, you know Those big time. Yeah, you want got the uh, the grilling gloves. Uh, every time I pull these out, uh, our director says, "Don't give those away. Those are my meat claws." Oh, there they are. He says it just like that. By the way, that's exactly how he sounds. It almost sounded like that was a perfect impersonation. Got all the uh, the cool tools for the uh, for the grill and things to uh, to help. Like you know, would you go and you can even find like a mesquite grilling, or you got uh, what the other one, hickory chips in there too to grill with. It, basically, it's going to make your dad's summer when he's grilling out a lot better, and he's going to remember you every single time he's pulling something out of this man crate uh, to make the food a little bit better. And of course, if you're smart. You find out when they're grilling, you go over, you take advantage of them using the gift you gave them. It's a win-win. All right? Go to mancrates.com slash stew. Mancrates.com slash stew. Check out all their crates and give your dad an unforgettable gift this Father's Day. It's mancrates.com slash stew. Beck is the phone number. It's the Fat and Stew Show. Uh, coming up, uh, Jeff will be back in a minute as soon as he cleans off the dribble that he, uh, he spilled on his shirt. I got it. Oh, you got it? Oh, good. Yeah, as obviously, Jeff, he's not going to be able to get through an entire commercial break without spilling something on his shirt. So he had to. Uh, go ahead, Jeff. Come on. I got it. It's all good. I can't even see. Hmm. Huh? We're done pretty Come well. On. Nice work. Nice work. It's almost as if I could have just let that go and not brought it up. But darn it, I did. <clears throat> so As uh, I was taking it off, I was thinking, well, worst case, I just go out and spill something on me right out of, right out of the air, and I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it'll add to the show. Okay, uh, let's do, uh, let's do, hmm, I'm conflicted. I have a food story, and I have uh, the a job story, which is like, what profession are Republicans what, uh, versus Democrats? Well, um, Obviously, since we have a food story, where's the food? We're not. The food's coming tomorrow on this one. We actually are going to have some of this food tomorrow. Uh, but let's do that one first. We'll start there. Because uh, tomorrow, I guess, is uh, National Donut Day. Now, National Donut Day, uh, the problem I have with National Donut Day, and I do have a major problem with really? it, is that it insinuates that other days are not National Donut Day. <laughs> uh, all days are National Donut or Day. Or should be. Or should be. I agree. Um, but they, so they have a couple of, there's some unbelievable donuts they're talking about for National Donut Day. BuzzFeed has a list of 21 amazing recipes to get you ready for National Donut Day. Uh, number one is the double chocolate oh, donut. Look at that. that looks good. The, the sprinkles on the donut are a huge addition. Uh, yeah, I, they are. You know, you gotta have sprinkles on your donuts. That's a, to me, a, a big thing. Are you a fan of the um, cake donut, which is like the sort of like, sometimes. like heavier donut or that sort of them. fluffy? Uh, yes, and yes. Okay, I should rephrase this. Which one do you like better? Because I know you like all donuts. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I like the fluffy better. The fluffy better. Yeah, me the too. Because you can you can eat more of them. Uh, you know, because they don't take up as much room. You know which one I've been uh, liking a lot? I had one at uh, Dunkin' Donuts. Uh, Dunkin' Donuts has them. 
Jack in the Box had them. I think they're gone from Jack in the Box now. But the essentially, and I'm going to use the uh, the name I'm not supposed to, but Cronuts, um, oh, which is the right. croissant donut, which is usually it is called the croissant donut. It, a bake, a small bakery in Manhattan l- created the Cronut, which is part croissant part donut. So it has that really flaky, like airy inside, but it's a donut. Um, and but they are really tight on the name, so they don't allow Jack of the Box to use Cronut. Um, uh, so th- everyone calls it Croissant Donut, which is like not even close to it, it should be called Cronut. So I'm calling it Cronut, although it's not an official Cronut. But uh, the one at Dunkin' Donuts was really good. The Jack of the Box ones are good. They had the mini ones. Uh, it's a good uh, it's a good innovation. Sometimes the world seems like it's going in the wrong direction. You know, human <laughs> cloning is on the rise, as we as we saw in the polls. But Cronuts kind of reversed that trend a little bit. You know, a little off donut topic, but this morning I'm in the shower. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. I'm thinking. I, can, can, we, uh, this can, can we go to break? <laughs> what a, okay, you're in the shower. Yesterday on this program, we had the little ding-dong ice cream sandwich. Yes. Which was really good. It was By good. the way, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. However. From uh, Carl's Jr. or Hardee's, by the way. However, I, as, I'm, as I'm in the shower this morning, I'm thinking, you know, those are not the real regular size of the ding-dongs. Those were like mini dogs. Mini dogs? Yeah, I thought they were a little smaller than ours. Yeah, Is that what true? What the heck? I got mad all of a sudden in the shower, like we got ripped off. You just should have had a full size ding dong with ice cream. This is the and deep instead thinking. Instead, we got the mini. Yeah, Jeffy does a lot of deep thinking in the shower. <laughs> uh, and, 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 but no, I, I can tell you what else I thought about. No, but no. I'm just was headed down Good the ding God dong no. road. Okay, moving on to number two on the list, uh, birthday cake donuts. Uh, anything that has the birthday cake flavoring is a good thing. Yes, uh, 100%. Uh, every single product should have a birthday cake flavoring, uh, a flavor of it. Like, for example, and, I, I, and we talked about this when they, um, we, we taste tested them on the air. Captain Crunch uh, sprinkled donut good. cereal, yes. which is probably my favorite cereal right now. I freaking love Still that love cereal. It. I, I really do love it. But it really, when you taste it, is just birthday cake cereal. It yes, tastes it more, is. it has that vibe to it, and I love it. It's really good. Um, up Ooh, next is s'mores, s'mores donuts. donuts. Uh, oh wow! Ooh. Wow, wow! That looks good. Um, yes. <laughs> is that a marshmallow icing? I guess. And then you have yes, the graham cracker uh, sprinkles on top. With or do we just have the donut with chocolate and sprinkles and marshmallows thrown in on the side? I'm kind of okay. That's okay all with fine that too. too. Yeah. Uh, this is an interesting one: banana chocolate chip donuts with a caramel Ooh. caramel pe- pecan glaze. Of those bad boys oh, are yeah. good. Yeah, those that looks good. You got the browned butter churro donuts. Churros are, uh, that looks like a cinnamon, just a yeah, cinnamon donut, but I, I would eat it, certainly. Well. <laughs> what do you think about blueberry donuts? Are you a blueberry donut I guy? do like blueberry donuts. I like them, too. They're pretty, co- I mean, they're pretty common. Those actually look really good with the sort of glaze on it. Usually, they're more of the cake donut style. Uh, but uh, yeah, then you've got are. lemon poppy seed donuts. I'm a big fan of uh, the lemon poppy seed thing, particularly I've ever had one. in muffin form. It's quite tasty in muffin form. I don't, I don't think I've ever had one in a donut form. No, I don't think I have either. Uh, mini gingerbread donuts. The mini donut thing is a good, is a good positive development for the country. Um, it you, most definitely is. You know, I, I like the idea of eating this, this, the mini size and then just eating more of them is more pleasing to me than the one big one. Which is why I find that they don't put enough in the bags of the mini donuts that they sell. Mm. But, I'm saying the bag should be bigger. <laughs> I bet you are. Okay, then you've got uh, buttermilk donuts. Um, look pretty good. Again, I would eat all of these. Maple glazed donuts. Oh, I love maple glazed donuts. 
Uh, here is the, let's see, do we have the maple glaze? Yeah, there it is. Yeah, that looks pretty yeah, good. Maple glaze. Maple good. glaze. Uh, coconut donuts. Coconut donuts are, are classic. Um, they always, have always had those at Dunkin' Donuts. And they have the ones that are coconut on the outside with chocolate donut. Yeah. That's a good, that's those a good are combo. Good. That is a good combo. Uh, how about classic vanilla bean donuts? Oh, I bet you that's good. It looks good. Yeah, that looks like, they look like those frosted animal crackers. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, chai spice donuts. Hey, now we're getting to somewhere right. A little weird. And then I'm not gonna. I may have to just eat one. Okay, just like with polygamy, though, we accept chai spiced, <laughs> uh, spice. But we ask donuts. why. Now we, we may. Ask why? Why would you do that? Well, you know, look, we might not understand it, but we are all accepting of it. Yeah, uh, let me come down to the stew. Donut. Yes, the king of all donuts, of course, the red velvet donut. I don't know why which, you have such a thing for red velvet. Oh, it's so freaking good. It's so good, and I feel like. I can't, it can't get, life can't get any better for me in this particular area. Like, there's never going to be a time where there's more red velvet available than right now. I don't know. We are at the it's peak of everywhere. the red velvet it's bubble almost right everywhere. now. Yeah. Okay, there's a there's a 2008 style bubble where red velvet has peaked and soon will be crashing. <laughs> and fact, I find I've that gone horrific. out of my way. I've gone out of my way to enjoy red velvet because of you. Like, Stu says I should like this. Look, not, it's not all created equal. I don't know what you tried. Some of them, sometimes you get red velvet, and it's like, it just, it's the, the dryness is the first indicator. If, if you're red velvet, it's, if it's too dry, it's not even worth tasting. Because, you know, it's, Let it go. it's not like what you're talking about. Like, it's not mega sweet, or it's not like, it's not like super distinctive. So a lot of people brush it off, as I think you are. But when you find that right red velvet, when it's really smooth and subtle, it has a little bit of that cream. Cream cheese icing is very important. You put regular icing on, on red velvet. What are you doing? You put the real good okay. cream cheese icing on there, and it is luxurious. I will tell you that. Um, and it's also good. Um, cheesecake Factory has a red velvet cheesecake, which is not just cheesecake flavored like red velvet. Uh-huh. It is layers of red velvet cake and then cheesecake. So oh. you're getting that vibe together. Uh, where is the red velvet? I would like to know where uh, the heck that is, too. But seriously, you, we should get that at one point. And one thing we should do with spoons on, by the way, is a brand new product from Burger King called the Red Velvet Oreo Shake. Um, it is available at Burger King's Did we not discuss that? At we one talked time? about it, but I don't think we ever did a spoons on it, did we? We, we never did a okay. red velvet shake. We got to do that. No. That's important. It, 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 it's, it, it looks like paint, it's, it's like so red. And that was, that's one of the things that makes it good. And Pat is, I don't have Pat here going, oh, what about Red Lake 40? <laughs> your food coloring. <laughs> All right, I'm glad you're home today, Pat, okay? And he'll, by the way, oh. he, he absolutely will drink it when it comes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Stop it. How about this fluffernutter donuts? Peanut butter Ooh. fluff and marshmallow fluff. Uh, that's an interesting combo. Uh, that's good. Peanut butter and marshmallow is a good combination. Yes, it is. Uh, There's pump- not much that peanut butter doesn't go with. I'm kind of a peanut butter fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I would guess. I guess that. Really? I, I could put that one together, yeah. I mean, creamy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, pumpkin right. spice donuts. I like this. Uh, you know, that comes around usually only around Halloween, and we're not that far away from the uh, someone in your pumpkin family is a area. huge fan of that. I'm not surprised you are. Too. That's right. Yeah, at least that's a huge fan. Um, strawberry glazed donuts. You into oh. that? Yes. That is the one my son would pick right there. That boy is yeah. good. Chocolate peanut butter donuts. Talking about no, that, okay. looks, that looks good too. Again, we're talking about National Donut Day, which is tomorrow. Make sure you eat donuts tomorrow. And yet, we're not celebrating it here. I mean, we are celebrating it a little bit to know celebrating about what's it tomorrow on. on the radio show. And yet, we're not celebrating it here. Is what I'm saying. There's Mo- no donuts here. Mocha chip donuts are out there as well. Okay, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a big mocha fan. 
No, me neither. I'm not a big coffee guy. Uh, key lime pie donuts, and uh, ooh, oh wow, those look really good. Sure All these recipes, by the way, up on BuzzFeed, and it's worth uh, checking out if you're if you're <laughs> if you're ballsy and can make something like this. And finally, the carrot cake donuts, which I would devour. Wow. Oh. Oh yeah, I'm in. I'm in. Uh, they're saying now over half of grocery store purchases are highly processed foods. 61 percent. Um, and 77% of American grocery purchases consist of either moderately or highly processed food. God bless America. <laughs> no kidding. Mm -hmm. No kidding. You know what? I'm all for the fresh stuff and mm. pulling carrots out of the dirt and go ahead and gnaw on them if you want. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Pull the beans off the stalk and chew them. That's fine. But why? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> for, think of processed. If people think of that as a negative term. Think of it as a little extra TLC. Sure, they can just rip a carrot out of dirt or a right. radish and throw it on your plate and do nothing to it. But no, they take the extra step to hydrogenate it or whatever the hell they do. And that <laughs> is America. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> you got to add, add a little Red Lake 40 to almost everything. And that's what makes it good. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. <laughs> Back with more. Uh, and this one I can certainly call it Fat and Fat. We'll be back with more after this. Seven twenty-seven Beck is the phone number. Uh, sometimes um, there's a problem, uh, and there's a huge problem, I think, in this country today and around the world, because some children uh, don't have maps. Uh, and um, it's been a, it's it's been been a problem a, it's been, for a while. <laughs> it's been long. It's, a, it's been a problem for a while, so long that I can't actually remember exactly how the <laughs> quote goes from Miss South Carolina. Uh, but uh, she was expressing the opinion that a lot of people don't have maps, uh, and uh, in the Iraq. And uh, and the South Africa, South Africa, uh, and such, so so, and so such, such as, as. So, and everything, right. everything like such as, Every <laughs> and everything like such as. It's been a while. We've it been, has been a while. It has been. Uh, Kate, 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 what's her name? Upton. Kate, Kate Upton. Kate. Kate. Oh, that's is it the Caitlin. Caitlin Upton. I can't remember what her freaking name is. But anyway, she was cool, and uh, and we like her. And she made a mistake, and we still talk about it. But it's been a while, so I don't really remember the way. But it were, I'm leading you into a map story, which is, uh, is really? crucial. And maybe uh, she had some input in some of these maps, I would I say. She did. Uh, these are uh, from Vox, has hilarious bad maps um, that explain nothing. Uh, here's some of the examples. Um, apparently, the Wall Street Journal... Uh, election map. Um, I, I can't tell the difference between Obama and Romney on that map. Uh, <laughs> wow, that's a bad graphic. Um, someone really should have noticed that needed to be in color. <laughs> Apparently, they both won all states. Okay. That, well, oh, that's Obama's divided nation right there. There you go. Um, how about uh, the potentially the worst map ever published? Um, the t political map of the world. <laughs> so I guess uh, these are areas of influence is kind of how you would say. Like, yeah. for example, like Mexico and Canada are obviously under the American flag. Uh, the parenthesis says shows the boundaries of all independent nations as well as some dependent territories. But uh, Mexico is not a dependent territory of the United States. Is Canada. Um, how about uh, how far away is Ohio? This is another map from Vox. 
Um, How far away is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's really good, though, because most of those states should be uh, still not far enough. Yeah, okay. Um, did you, isn't, wasn't there a series of deaths? Uh, I know you're not. I know you're not making fun of the four dead in Ohio. Okay, good. Um, it's <laughs> horrific. How about this map? Super Bowl wins by country. Yay! Um, yeah. See, this is an ultimate. This is American exceptionalism. <laughs> We've is won all of them. Definitely okay? American exceptionalism. Screw you. Uh, a great map for trolling Russia. You know, we could probably do that with baseball too. <laughs> Even though we have a baseball team outside of the United States, don't we? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I guess we'll just series? skip over 1992 and 1993 when they won back-to-back World Series. Two when, of the greatest teams ever the... assembled. 1992 and 1993. The Toronto the strike Blue years? No. They, in fact, they would have won in 1994 if not for the strike. Remember that? Okay, America? Remember that? Yes, they have won two <laughs> World Series. Thank you very much. And, by the way, they were an expansion team. They haven't been around that long. So they, answer that one, Cubs fans. Team. Okay, what? When did we? When did they come? They came in the seventies. Oh, that's still, that's like a hundred years ago now. Uh, is it? Uh, the, the the Cubs will not say that. Yeah, not one since like seventeen forty. <laughs> this is before we were a country. Um, all right, next one is uh, a great map for trolling Russia. This is in case Vladimir Putin needs to figure out where he should be. Uh, you stay in the red area. Not so much in the blue area. <laughs> he doesn't believe that, I'll tell you that. No. An inscrutably blue map of dance songs is what Fox calls this map. Um, I guess, yeah, they all, why all shades of blue? Um, I guess this is kind oh, of like wow. the lessons of trying to put information into graphical form, um, uh, the visualization of data, is a really big thing on the Internet right now. And it's, and it's, a, it's a really important part of, of influencing people yeah. and, 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 and teaching people uh, you know, facts that they may not have known. This one maybe not so, because it's hard to tell which freaking shade which of blue you're looking shade. at there. Um, the only map that matters is this one, apparently. Um, the snow to wine index. <laughs> it's like you need this much wine if you're in Charlotte. I actually like that one. That's kind of funny. <laughs> like, make sure you're stocked up because you're going to get a lot of snow and be inside for a while. Then you got the uh, Whole Foods uh, situation in Europe. Um, uh, <laughs> Uh, it's, a, it's an interesting map of Europe. I, I didn't sure know. Is. I would say I did not know some of the things pointed out there. That's, a, that's kind of interesting. Um, then you've got, uh, what else? Uh, welcome to Mexico. This is a, um, a shopping mall's guide to Mexico, um, which is kind of hard to see anything. <laughs> and also not, of course, Mexico. Uh, minor, minor issue there. Um, I mean, that's their point. Yeah. A, a Brit tries to label the United States. Uh, Texas, South Utah, Utah, Las Vegas, question mark. I'm so sorry. Uh, Florida, I got that one right. Uh, uh, New York State, eh, maybe not so much. New York is one of these ten states. It's pretty funny. It's funny because, like, imagine right now. I mean, this looks ridiculous. Imagine right now, though, trying to write down the areas uh, geographically of Britain. Or, like, if you had to place all the provinces in Canada right now, would you right. have any no. chance of getting... No. You'd maybe get one or two. That's about it. Um, next up, you got uh, an Australian tries to label the United States. Same thing. Um, <laughs> see, they knew Texas, though. And What's the know, one they knew? And they know Texas. Florida. Yep. Texas and Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the... the this one thinks of Florida, a.k.a. other than Disneyland. 
Is that what that's? No, it's not really what that says. Okay, next one no, is... This one does not say Disneyland. No, it does not. Uh, next one, uh, CNN goes to Hong oh, Kong, yeah, which is an interesting location of Hong Kong. I didn't know it was this there. This is good. Well, they moved it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look, when ch- giant hornets kill 42 people, you're going to need to move your city. <laughs> um, Fox well, News a fact. Uh, in the Middle East had apparently an issue there. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, okay. All right. That's, uh, yeah, there's some issues there. Well, there's a couple. <laughs> Potentially multiple uh, issues there. Then you've got uh, uh, CNN's Nancy Grace goes to Idaho, which is, that is like Idaho if you turned it on its side. Uh, Actually, Oklahoma, (laughs) more of the area it is. Um, CNN confuses Libya with Lebanon, apparently. It's an interesting how CNN, who's the one you think is the most on top of this stuff, is getting most of these wrong. I mean, like, CNN might have dumb political opinions, but you'd think they'd get the maps right. Uh, And then CNN also relocated France, apparently. What? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. That does not look like necessarily where that would be. Wow. So, there you go. Uh, your ridiculous maps of the day. Um, wow. We have time for this, too, from uh, Cracked. I like this. Uh, propaganda campaigns that backfired hilariously. Uh, Hitler had a, a contest who had a perfect Aryan baby. Uh, uh, the problem is the one they picked in the contest happened to be Jewish. Uh, the guy who uh, w- d- didn't like uh, Hitler at all uh, put his daughter's picture in the contest just to screw with the Nazis, and they wound up picking her <laughs> as the great. perfect Aryan baby um, Jewish. You want to do this next one here, Jeffy? That's great. No? No. Okay. Thank I'm you for talk- your- I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> you are th- serious. I mean, you- would you say you're the worst host in the history of television? No. No, I wouldn't. Well, American can say it for you then. Iraq puts uh, clearly beaten POWs on TV and inspires opposition. Near the start of the first Gulf War, U.S. Navy pilot, pilot Jeffrey Zahn, uh, among others, um, was shot down, captured by the Iraqi army. The captive pirates, pilots were then brought to Baghdad, where they were filmed by an Iraqi TV station denouncing their homelands and expressing support for Saddam Hussein. This would have been a good propaganda tool, except they had the crap beat out of them, so everyone knew... It wasn't legitimate. Uh, Germany enraged its own soldiers by mocking Teddy Roosevelt's son. Uh, He was the youngest son of uh, Teddy Roosevelt, shot down and killed by German planes over France. After achieving uh, a pretty amazing thing in war to kill the son of of, uh, Teddy Roosevelt, German authorities used a picture of his corpse and crashed plane on propaganda postcards that would inspire men to go out and kill more Americans. But upon seeing it, uh, they were wondering uh, why it was such a good thing for Germany while the son of a U.S. president was actually risking his life, and it actually sort of uh, backfired on them. And old Wilhelm stayed home safely. All his kids were home in the palace. Yeah, exactly. Uh, at least their son's out there freaking fighting the war. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and, and there you go. So 888-727-BECK is the phone number. We'll be back with more of uh, Jeffy's electric co-hosting in just a moment. Cool. Looking forward to it. Triple eight seven twenty seven back is the uh, phone number. 
A um, couple things uh, going on that you eh, kind of need to know about. I like this story. Um, remember a few years ago, uh, you could go to movie theaters and watch Sicko, Michael Moore. He also had a movie called Sicko. Um, and he, it was about how bad our health care was. Horrible. And, and so he went to Cuba to show you how wonderful and glorious the Cuban health care system was. And everyone was like, wait a minute, that's, that's not the truth. Everyone knows. Yeah. Right. Everyone knows it's not, the, it's not good in Cuba. If you want to make an argument, like you can make an argument, obviously, places like Finland or Sweden, while they're not places I want to live, there's at least nice you know, sure. parts to their lifestyle. In Cuba, I mean, the weather. You got the weather. That's about it. Um, mm. And even that, it's pretty humid. Uh, a lot of hurricanes. Uh, so uh, travel experts and upscale magazines are urging travel to Cuba before it changes. But visitors envisioning salsa in the streets and glamorous vintage cars should be prepared to manage without ATMs, credit cards, Wi-Fi, air conditioning, seat belts, or toilet paper. Wow. And according to this story, I uh, forgot to bring your toothbrush. Uh, three days to find a new one. Three days to find Three a days. toothbrush. This is the communist paradise. By the way, this is a great argument. In a lot of ways, I'm happy they're opening up travel so people can go down there and experience what it's really like in one of these countries. This is the... Uh, yeah, I read something. I'll see if we get to it in this story. But uh, one travel person was saying we've got to get there before the Americans come and ruin it. Yeah, yeah right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, three days for a toothbrush. I want that ruined. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sorry, capitalism actually works. Um, the AP is writing up the, this. They had a reporter go there. Um, granted, um, uh, I was in uh, Casa Particular, a Cuban homestay booked through uh, Airbnb in a rundown part of town. Street vendors sell Che Guevara t shirts and tropical of fruit. They do. But good luck buying sunscreen or band aids. The fancy hotels sell some things in shops on site, of course, but Havana just doesn't have many stores. Huh. <laughs> Did you hear that sentence? Huh. Havana. Doesn't have any stores. Many stores, technically. Um, uh, then you've got uh, public bathrooms aren't bad, but I was glad I brought a roll of toilet paper in my bag. Yeah, I mean, people uh, in, um, when I was in Tampa, there are some uh, people that uh, take goods to the Cuban island. And I don't know that all of it is legal trips, but it's big on uh Paper goods, toilet paper, hygiene goods, you know, toothbrushes, toilet paper, all that kind of stuff, because there isn't a lot of it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, Cuba's uh, offline culture makes trip planning complicated, takes days to confirm arrangements because most Cubans can't check email from home. What? Automated online reservations are rare. If you must go to online in Havana, hotels sell internet cards for lobby Wi Fi, four or five dollars per 30 minutes. <laughs> Even then, the Wi-Fi doesn't really work. But a paper map, mm. you must have. See, it's maps. It's all coming it's back to all maps yet again. Comes back to maps. Drivers don't have GPS, no Googling, no addresses on the fly. Mm. I like this too. Wow. Government-run cafeterias and public places like museums are dreadful. <laughs> Stick to privately owned restaurants. Weird. Weird. Uh, you'll need reservations for the best. Uh, prices are moderate, but not cheap. Food is good, but not outstanding. And plus, uh, you know, another great thing about Cuba, for years we heard about how great the Cuban cigars were, what a wonderful thing they were. And if you listen to the general, Cigar Dave, Cigar Dave loves Cigar uh, Dave. he uh, has had some of the big-time uh, tobacco and cigar manufacturers on over the years. And because of the lack of fertilizer, farming, farm equipment and everything, that's not true anymore. Really? Uh, the Cuban cigar is not like it used to be because of that, because it's all gone downhill with their, there's no 
There's no new farm implements. There's no new fertilizers. There's no new growth. It's bad. Mm. Um, that does not surprise me, uh, I would say. Um, I'm sure they have all the best movies, though, out, right? They have, uh, In Cuba? Oh, my, oh my gosh. Good. This, good. Was, they didn't, this traveler <laughs> must not have liked them. No, I guess not. Uh, I guess uh, San Andreas came out last weekend, did $53 million oh, for opening weekend. Wow. I didn't know it was out. I thought it was coming out this weekend. Did you see it? Did anyone see it? The Rock? No. Now, it's, it's amazing because, first of all, you have a, a situation where you make a giant earthquake movie in a place where a giant earthquake, you know, everyone believes Fuck. is going to happen yeah. eventually. I mean, so sure it's... Do. You're probably sitting there thinking, I really hope a giant earthquake doesn't happen before this movie comes out, uh, because then our movie's ruined. Now, of course, the city's also ruined, um, which is more of a problem than your stupid movie, uh, but uh, that is a big issue. I saw uh, Amy Schumer uh, do stand-up. Um, she's a comedian, if you don't know who she is, and kind of an you know, up-and-coming star, I would say, mm-hmm. comedian. And I, I've, I've really liked her for a long time. She's really funny. Um, but she, uh, she was talking about how she's got a movie coming out. She, so it's her first big movie. You know, she can't, can't, well, she was on Last Comic Standing. She's done a lot of stand-up around the country. Right. She got a show on Comedy Central eventually called Inside Amy Schumer, which, you know, it's like a sketch comedy show. And she's finally risen to the, uh, the level where she's the hot property, and now nice. they're giving her her own vehicle. Her. Right? She writes a movie. They're having her star in it. What does she name it? Trainwreck. Which oh. is, there's commercials running for it like crazy right after the Amtrak train wreck where people are killed. And it's covering, you know, the news coverage, which is, you know, she had a uh, pretty funny rant on that. But it's like, that's a, uh, it's San Andreas. I mean, that's a legitimate, it's not like you're saying, you know, an earthquake hits Manhattan where, like. You made me feel bad for it now. Yeah, I'm sure she's going to do fine. Um, (laughs) uh, So also, that's, so San Andreas is out. uh, And $53 million, nice weekend. And then uh, Entourage comes out. uh, Oh, wow. This, uh, this week. Uh, along with, uh, I think there was one other one coming out as well. Did you well. watch that? Did you like the... No, yeah. not really. I never really got into it. It was okay on HBO. Yeah. I never okay. really got into it. Did that, you? The, no, not much. But the trailer for the movie was really funny uh, that I watched, uh, I don't know, a couple weeks ago anyway. It was, it was pretty funny. It made me think, ah, maybe I might, 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 might be worth the watch. Or would you be into something like San Andreas? Hey, if someone wanted to see it in my family or something, one of my kids wanted to see it, That's if Max it. wanted to see it, I'd go see it. Because I'm not opposed to The Rock. I mean, I've seen The Rock. I like The Rock. I've guy. seen The Rock, uh, you know, Monday Night Raw. Well, that's a long time ago. You're you going back to lying. He's, The thing I like about The Rock is he's into it. He is. Like, he's, not, he's not half-assing this, man. He, no, he does not. He's, he's, this guy he's works. He works. He shows up. He's into the skits on Saturday Night Live. Like, this guy does it. And I, I kind of I, I appreciate yeah. him for that. I mean, He it, always has. He, he really does. I mean, you know, he, he works his ass off. And so this movie is, if you haven't seen the previews for it, we, I mean, we don't have time to show the trailer for you. But it was like that. It's the every building is collapsing on top of them and they're missing. <laughs> it, you remember 2012 that came out? I love out? that movie. So I'm going to have to see San Andreas if it's like 2012. How can you love that movie? Oh, my gosh, that movie is great. Who was it? It was... Um, 2012. It's, it's, Cusack, right? Yeah. John Cusack. Yeah. And so he... That was before all his uh, plastic surgery, too. Anyway. Mm, I didn't know that. Um, so, uh, you know, that was the Mayan end of the world thing, and, and that was... So it was showing... It was just a disaster movie, and every building's falling down, and there's tidal waves everywhere. And they were fortunate enough to get out. They were fortunate enough, okay. of course, to somehow survive it. But that's San Andreas. Every building's falling down. He's, like, helicoptering under the building right as they fall down nice. and just miss him. It's all that oh, craziness. Oh, 2012, because Cusack was getting out it, of it, the lo- fi- it looks like the same movie, yeah. now, to be honest, except <laughs> this is just an earthquake and not a... Ma- there's no Mayan ties, as far well, as I know. Well, fortunately... Uh, they had been planning on it secretly uh, to survive this uh, uh, in 2012 with some giant ships being built. Giant ships. 
townships. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you so go. So they were prepared. So I know. Yeah. If you want to go see it, I would, I would like to. If you if, send me a message on Twitter or Facebook and tell me if if, if San Andreas is worth it. Part of me is like, I kind of want to see it because it just looks kind of. I don't know that I can see it at the theater. I don't know that yeah, I want to pay it seems full price. Like, yeah, it seems like you probably don't want to do that. Uh, by the way, uh, speaking of giant ships, uh, uh, China is building giant oil tankers right now and just so buying and storing really see, cheap oil. See, that's what they're telling us. But really, it's giant ships to go on when the earth falls apart. Just no. like 2000. 2012, that was a documentary. I think. <laughs> it was no. not a documentary. I think it was. We all went through 2012, and that stuff didn't happen. Well, they were off by a couple of years. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, they, they actually are doing this. Uh, I believe 500 million barrels are on ships. And that sounds like a lot. waiting. But well, million. it's almost as much as our entire strategic oil reserves. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, significant, I would say. Price of oil is going down, though, again. Is it? Because yeah. it's not going down to my gas station. Well, that's because they don't like you. There's an extra surcharge for... They could do that? Oh, yeah. They see you coming, they drop the prices.